Georgia, Tech, Thanksgiving, <clears throat> college football playoff rankings, Dean Leggy, Dylan Weber, Thanksgiving edition of Riding Home, Riding Through uh, Over the Woods. And, oh, what is it? Over the River and Through the Woods to Grandmother's House. That literally described my... Uh, isn't, that a, isn't that a Christmas song? Is it? I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to dispute that. I feel like when we sang it in elementary school, it was in a Christmas context, but I feel like that line at least applies to any holiday, really. Well, I'm going to let you know right now, when when we were going up to Hiawassee, Georgia, when I was a little kid, it was definitely over the river and through the woods. <laughs> and through the woods there, man. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You know Hiawassee as well. It's definitely plenty of woods. Um, tech in Georgia, you know, I got, got a chance to listen to... Um, Jeff Collins yesterday with his weekly press conference, which was interesting. It took him about 10 minutes to start talking about this game out of a 30-minute press conference or so. Uh, he didn't make eye contact very often with the um, the camera or the uh, people sitting there, so that was curious. But uh, the, what the, was the, he looking at? Just he was looking off it, in the It appeared that he was. I was not there. It appeared on the video that he was just looking down the whole time. Um, and occasionally he would look up, but I guess he had notes. He had things scribbled on his hands. But um, the one thing that he said was that he was looking for uh, something where they, you know, this is something that I think a lot of coaches do on Sundays. They look for explosive plays from the other team, and that George's reel was about eight plays long, and that he asked the person helping him, the GA, uh, you know, where the, you know, what, what the mistake was, where were the other plays. And they said, oh, that's it, coach. You know, it's just those plays. So eight plays this season. Um, and Georgia Tech's offense has really struggled this year, Dylan. I don't know how much of the Jackets you've watched. I've watched them play live once, but on TV um, a couple of times. They're struggling on offense for sure. Yeah, it's just not going to work against Georgia. I mean, we've had this conversation dozens of times. A lot of this stuff ain't going to work against Georgia. If you're not a really good offense, you're going to really struggle so just to review uh tech and i think clemson and georgia are comparable defensively but tech has scored 14 against clemson 14 against south florida of course they lost to the citadel scoring 24 in overtime uh did not score at all on offense a 24 to 2 loss to temple scored 22 to against north carolina 23 against duke 28 in another overtime game this time against miami a team that has fallen on hard times for sure Pitt held the Jackets to 10 points, uh, 28-point uh, burst from Tech uh, against Virginia, and then didn't score against Virginia Tech, and then a tight win over NC State, 28 points. So I'm trying to remember just now, I don't think Tech has scored over 30 points this season. That is a recipe for disaster against this Georgia team. Yeah, because the teams they're playing aren't that great. No. Uh, what, what, what was the game they had two in? Was that Temple? That was Temple, which was where Jeff Collins came from last year. Yeah. Yeah, if you're putting up zero points on offense against a, a Temple team, you're probably going to struggle against Georgia, too. Well, it looks like they haven't scored well, a touchdown in two games this season um, so far. The you know the loss to Citadel was bad. Um, although... Um, you know, as we've seen in college football and even in college basketball as of last night with Duke and Kentucky losing a week ago with Evansville, you can lose. I mean, you know, you can lose to bad teams. 
But um, I think Georgia Tech. Georgia against South Carolina. Yeah, no question. I, I ran into somebody today that's a Carolina fan, and they said that – I said, well, are you going to go? He said, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to take my medicine. And uh, he said it was as bad as he's seen it at South Carolina. And I said, well, that's really saying something. I mean, this is, that's a program that survived – a one in ten season followed up by an zero and eleven season. I mean, they were just straight awful for a long time. I'm not sure I'm ready to say that about um, about Carolina. I'm not sure this is the lowest point for Tech because they have optimism about the future. Do you have optimism about the future for Tech? It's hard to say in year one. They there's definitely potential there because we've talked about the kind of players that come out of Atlanta, the, the football talent in high school that comes out of Atlanta. So there's potential for Georgia, or Georgia Tech to, to make something of itself. It's just, can they? It, it's going to be a tough transition, one that will take several years to get rolling. But I would say that it, it, they can definitely get something at least stable there. Well, and the question is, is Jeff Collins the guy to get you where you got to go? I mean, when you look at, in my lifetime, uh, Georgia Tech has had, uh, has had four 10-win seasons. Those came in 1990, 1998, 2009, and 2014. So, I mean, I, I couldn't say how many losing seasons they've had. Um, just off the top of my head, I see one, two, three, Um, had this will be their 13th losing season since 1977, and they've had four 10 win seasons or more. I mean, they've won their league uh, twice in that time. I'm not counting 1998. You don't <laughs> you don't get it when you lose to the team that you're tied with. That's not a, that's not a conference championship. So. Um, you know they've won the conference twice. This is a this is not a good conference. It's had good teams, um, but not a good conference. I, I don't know what you do if you're Tech. I mean, I think if you're Georgia, you go you go in, you handle this business as quick as you can. Um, again, my math dictated that uh, Tech is uh, 14 uh, and 41 against Georgia. I think it was since they left the SEC. Not like they were blowing the SEC up at the time, but they were certainly better in the 50s. 1963 came. They got into a big tussle with Alabama specifically about the amount of uh, players who could be signed at any given time. Um, and that point forward, um, they had a couple of nine-win seasons, 1990, 1966, 1970. And then, of course, in um, – well, that was it between the time that they were in the SEC and then the ACC. Of course, Georgia kept playing them. I guess, in theory, the dogs could have dropped them. Which leads me to my next question, Dylan. The next couple of questions. Number one, uh, could, can you can you? I know I know. So the audience doesn't really know this, but Dylan grew up in um, Texas, in Austin, Texas. Uh, so his frame of reference for Georgia and the history of Georgia is, is limited to about 2016. Uh, but what would it be like if you, you know, now that you've dealt with you know being at Georgia and so forth? What would Georgia be like without Georgia Tech on the schedule? 
personally, I, I don't think that different. I, I just don't think people care as much about Georgia Tech as they used to, for sure. Just because Florida, for sure, is, is the yeah. biggest matchup That's for Georgia each year. I think people at Georgia dislike Tech more, but more so because they're just kind of pretentious students who are like, oh, I got into Georgia Tech. Like, Georgia is inferior academically. But when it comes to football, they really just – it almost doesn't matter to them. They, we talked about this yesterday or a few days ago. I can't remember when. But it's really a lose-lose matchup for Georgia because yeah. it, if you win, well, cool, you were supposed to win. You were never supposed to lose that game. But if you lose, then it's a complete embarrassment. 2016, that was a complete embarrassment Yeah, for Kirby Smart. Well, twice, you know, twice this decade, there are only two wins this decade, the Jackets, have been comeback wins in Athens, games that, you know, they should not have won. I mean, you look at 2014, I just, you know, Tech played really hard, really disciplined, the whole thing that day. They really fought. I mean, they played like champions, frankly. But, you know, there's no scenario where they should have won that game. And just none. It was breakdown by Mark Richt. It was breakdown by Jeremy Pruitt. It was both, and you know, before everybody points to trigger at, at uh, points the gun at Mark, Jeremy Pruitt's defense was lined up poorly, not just the whole day, but certainly on that last play. And the kid scrambles to where you know you get a fourteen or twenty yard scramble, and that just that can't happen either. So there was much to be done there. And then you fast forward to twenty sixteen, and Georgia was up 27 to. Ah, I can't remember exactly how much they were up, but they were solidly, they were a two score. They were up 13 points in that game. And, um, you know, that, that they came back and won that game tech. Uh, that was a tough one. And that was the reason why Nick Sony and a lot of those guys came back. I mean, that was a 14 point rally in the fourth quarter by tech to win that game. It was an amazing comeback, frankly. I I remember Nick was was pissed after that game yeah. too, and I th- I think he has said before that yeah after immediately after that game he was kind of just done with it. I think he was planning on leaving at that point. Yeah. Um. Well, just because the frustration that was in him for that game, and I don't really remember Sony or any of the other guys, but I remember specifically talking to Nick and just how kind of done with it all he was. That's, you know, I've experienced um, in person the losses to Georgia Tech in 2014, 16, 2008, uh, 2000, 99, 98. Um, before that, I did not see Tech beat Georgia. I was at games where Georgia won. But there's nothing like losing to Georgia Tech that 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 clear that can clear your mind for the future at Georgia. I mean, it's the reason why Jim Donham was fired, losing three times to Georgia Tech. It's just unacceptable at Georgia. That just can't happen. Mark, Rick, especially now. Well, even then, I mean, that that is yeah. that is the reason why Jim Donham was fired. He should have been fired. I mean, he he just you know he should have been fired. It was time, but. You know, Mark Rick never lost back-to-back games to Georgia Tech. The feeling going into that 2009 Tech game was that there that you know Georgia lost the week before to Kentucky, and the feeling was they're going to get beat by Tech. They could probably solidly get beat by Tech. This is very embarrassing, and what is the future of this program? <laughs> 
that was that was two years after they won the Sugar Bowl, a season after they went ten and three and started the year number one. That's what Georgia Tech losses do to the program at Georgia. I mean, Vince Vince lost some games back to back, but he never. I don't think he ever lost three in a row. I'm pretty certain he didn't, and. Georgia Tech beat Georgia three years in a row, but, but uh, no, they never did with Vince. I mean, when you when he took over, and um, that game was critically important. They lost back to back games in '69 and '70. They lost back to back games in '84, '85. That was bad. Now that was bad. And then you know the '89, '90 when Tech, you know Georgia was really bad those two years, six and six, and then four and seven, I think. Those were those were not good Georgia teams on top of very good Tech teams, and then you know three years in a row in 1998, 1999, and 2000. Now 1998 was um, Joe Hamilton and company. Some t- Georgia had some tough calls in those stretches. Certainly in 1999, I mean that was bullshit. But in 2000, Tech just beat Georgia's brains in, and that's when it's 27-15, and that's when the powers that be said that's it. We're not doing this anymore. And Jim Donovan was fired. It was very quick, man. That was a very quick thing. And, you know, Kirby lost his first game. And I think Tech is going to, I mean, Kirby lost his last game to Georgia Tech as a player. And he lost his first game as coach to Georgia Tech as a player. And I'm going to tell you something, man. That might be the worst thing that has ever happened to these Jackets. Because he's coming after their ass forever. I also well, think I also think too. Let me spit this out, and we'll hear what you have to say, and then move on to Thanksgiving. But I think, to some degree, Tech focuses too much on Georgia. I mean, I, I, I saw I, I saw that so much in Clemson, Carolina, and then Carolina just broke free when Spurrier got there and said, "Listen, yeah, I mean, it's a big game and everything, but we've got a lot of stuff to deal with. We we can't do that." Paul Johnson never could get through at Tech that Georgia was not the end all be all the result of that game. Well, and technically, I feel like it's, in a way, if you just look at the what it means ranking-wise within your conference, it, it doesn't mean as much as your conference games. And no, not at I all. I do agree that, that yeah, it, I do agree that Tech probably focuses a little too much, but that's because Georgia is really their biggest rival. Oh, but, no question. Yeah. With, jo- with a Georgia, bullet. <laughs> Yeah, but Georgia has two other rivals that are probably more important just because they're conference games and they're better opponents that they have tougher times with. I, I, I think the other two clearly are, are bigger games, but I don't think Auburn is a bigger rival than Tech. I agree with that. Right. I agree with that. It's, it's complicated, Georgia. I mean, I think that their biggest game every year is their rivalry with the Gators, period, full stop. I think, you know, cocktail party is the biggest game. I think because that it has the it has the most. On it the matters the it's most. The, I mean, it, it, yeah. it determines whether you win the East and if you go on to play for the conference in the national championship. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I can't think of a time where Georgia has really challenged for the national championship when they've not beaten the Gators first. Two thousand seven, you can make that argument, but that wasn't the case in eighty, eighty one, eighty two. Uh, you know, and in two thousand seventeen, you can make the case to some degree in, in two thousand. Uh, 2002, but not, I, I may have misspoke a second ago. You, you can make the case maybe in 2002, but in 2007, 
You know, they beat the Gators. They certainly were knocking on the door. Both those teams were in playoff teams. But the, the, the Tech game is so personal for a lot of Georgia fans because it's an Atlanta-based game. Uh, I got it's, This is going to sound crazy, but that game almost belongs in Atlanta every year. It's, it's, it just doesn't feel the same at Sanford Stadium as it does at Bobby Dodd because it, it's like it's really in your face at Bobby Dodd, whereas at Sanford, and it sounds bad, but it's sort of like Tech is just another team that comes in there. But in Atlanta? I agree with the feeling. Yeah, it's a personal, in-your-face kind of deal. And, you know, there's guys that – there's not there's, there's people that went to high school together – that go to Auburn in Georgia, but it seems like there's a lot there's a lot more tech in Georgia, which of course makes sense. Although tech you know, tech's got a lot of you know, and I don't tech has a lot of cultural situations that make it a different institution than a lot of places it's surrounded by. And my family members who are my age, uh well a little bit younger and a little bit older, they acknowledge that that's a real problem at tech. And you're not going to have that at Georgia or Auburn or Florida anytime soon. So it's an issue. I do want to get into Thanksgiving in our limited time remaining here. Dylan, I want to read sure. off. I want to read off the Thanksgiving menu for the in-law in-law Thanksgiving. And oh, I want, you're with the in-laws, huh? They got Thanksgiving. Yeah, I got in-law Thanksgiving. You ready for this? Let's hear it. All right. I guess if you want to write down, you know, sort of, if you have questions. All right, we're going to go with, again, this is Dean Leggy's in-law Thanksgiving menu. This is, this is the, which is to say that this is my, this is what the in-laws make. This is not of my choosing. Uh, three, oh, that's, that's not even. <laughs> this should become pretty obvious that that's the case. Three bean casserole, carrot casserole, pineapple casserole, pineapple casserole, Congealed salad, macaroni and cheese in the crock pot, collards, cranberry sauce, which I think is going to be made not from a can, rice, gravy, dressing, turkey, shrimp pasta salad, sweet potatoes, deviled eggs, and rolls. Uh, The desserts, I was told by my mother-in-law to prepare one dessert that they had two apple pies already and they didn't feel like they needed more. Uh, so I was charged with making one dessert. So I don't know where you want to start with that. Why do you have three casseroles? How many casseroles do you need? That's, te- that's like- technically four casseroles because macaroni and cheese is a casserole, believe it or not. But Crock-pot mac and cheese, too. Like, yeah, that's bullshit, yeah. Pineapple casserole? What is Thanksgiving? What is carrot casserole? I don't know, man. You does tell that, me. Does that, sound, does, that, eat it. does that No, I ain't eating that. Does that sound terrible to you? Yeah, that all the three bean casserole sound like the best, and I'm not a big three bean casserole fan. It's fine, you know. It, it's all you, right. you know, I, I, you're not looking at this, but the one thing that maybe the audience might, you know, that that's one meat, and it's turkey. Like, yeah. Wait, what about ham? You're not gonna have any ham. This, I think you gotta have a little. Can, bit can we just talk all. about? Can we just talk about turkey for a second? Turkey, Tur- you're pushing it. Like it's tough to make turkey. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna leave it there. It, the turkey is overrated. It's good. Completely overrated. Completely. 
Do they? Do y'all have stuffing? Well, we have dressing, did I, did I which is that? essentially the same thing. Yeah, stuffing yeah, okay, dressing. Okay, okay. You know, everyone down here's panties really get wrinkled if you call it something other than dressing, and it's just like, all right. I mean, just you know, relax. Whatever, we're, whatever. we're not taking, we're not burning American flags here. Okay, just you know, it'll be all right. You, you know, we, yeah. We're eating something called congealed salad, and you're worried about if it's called dressing or stuffing. Uh, the shrimp pasta too. It's like, aggressive. like that's like a. Uh, I feel like that's like a cheesecake factory meal, not like a Thanksgiving meal or dish. Yeah. I, I, I just, I mean, what should Thanksgiving be in your mind? Food wise? Yeah. I mean, like. Necessities are turkey, stuffing. Um, those are the, the, the two biggest things. I think mac and cheese is a necessity. Rolls, of course. Uh, there's not a lot of green in my ideal Thanksgiving, just by yeah, the way. Same, yeah, same, same. Um, Usually, my grandma makes a three bean casserole. That's pretty good. I'm cool with it. She always makes chicken and dumplings, which I love. Her uh, dumplings. That'd be awesome. Good. I would. I'd be all over that now. Chicken and dumplings. That's it. I'd be all over that. I, but it, I don't know. it's good. It's better than the carrot casserole, pineapple casserole. Y'all's bullshit. I don't know, man. Y'all, so, y'all, y'all think doing sounds weird. So. Here, here's the other thing to me though is like the the restriction on. I'm I'm really most disturbed by the dessert restriction. Yeah, let it be free. I mean, I I just don't I don't understand that. Like, what is the point of? Like, I do think you you have to have the obligatory turkey. I, I don't think turkey is good. Number one. I think it's and I think it's not good because it's really hard to make correctly. It's usually really dry. It's very dry. Cause we cook that bitch twice a year at most. Okay, it's not. It's it's a tough meat to make. Okay, so I'm bringing ribs. I'm making ribs. I'm just. I'm not even. I'm not about confrontation. But I I want to eat. Well, it sounds food. like you're you're. It sounds like you're walking towards one with your in laws if you're gonna show up with ribs. <clears throat> Well, not all of them, because they'll want them. Here are the desserts, True. okay? I was told to make one dessert, so I've gotten the okay from my wife. We're going to go with, like, and also, too, can you not, well, how do you not have pecan pie at Thanksgiving? What is this? Agreed with that, yeah. I think it's a necessity. I think it's a, a necessary dessert. I would, almost, I would almost argue that you got to have pumpkin pie, too, but I'm not trying to fight everybody, you know? No, and, no, I, I, pumpkin pie is I, I, I think. Uh, sweet potato pie to me is just never. That's I don't. I'm not about that. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. All right, so here we're gonna I, every 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 Christmas slash Thanksgiving, I try to incorporate a new thing. So we we did anyway. We're gonna do pecan pie, which is common. I've never done make pecan. maple. Whatever pecan pecan. I've never done maple syrup pie before. We're gonna go with that. You've had my cookies before, I think, right? Mm-mm. No, we've had this conversation. Oh you have God, never made man. me your cookies, you jackass. All right, so we're going to have the giant Toll House cookies. Uh, each recipe makes 12, not 24. Uh, we're going to go with creme brulee, which is definitely very, you know, that, that they like that. And then something called ch- chocolate angel pie, which is essentially just for my, um, just for my wife because it's, it's, she, she likes it a lot. I think it's good. I don't think it's anything that's unreal. And the other thing is, I want to broach this subject before we get off. Like, you're at your grandma's house. Like, my grandmother lived in a trailer, okay? 
Um, before, mm-hmm. you know, after she moved out of the house that my mother grew up in, which was built in the 20s, grandma lived in a trailer. So, so we had Thanksgiving in the trailer. Here's, here's my question. Here's my delicate question. Why has it got to be so hot? Like, and how do you mitigate the heat at grandma's house or your in-law's house? Like, it shouldn't be over 80 degrees. And like at grandma's, it was at like 83. So we would just open the doors. Yeah. What are you doing? How do you broach that subject? Or does your, does like, does your dad, is he like, listen, don't bring up the heat. Okay. No, I'll usually just go outside. At my grandma's house, we usually just step outside while they're cooking. And we'll eat inside, but we'll hang out outside. And it might be like 40, 50 degrees, but we're cool with that because yeah. it is hot as shit inside. I mean, even in Hawassi, man, like mom, I'm like, mom, listen, it is hot in here and there's 40 people coming already. We need to cool it down in here. And the fans are not. a bunch of box fans. Yeah, well, the, but the fans aren't working because you've got the heater on and it's 60 something degrees outside and you chill this out. Oh, I don't, I just don't turn on the heater. We don't turn on the heater in it's our household crazy, man. It's in crazy. Athens. It is crazy. I just, the whole point I think of Thanksgiving to me is about creating, you don't have children that you're aware of. So I do. And I think that for me, it's about making sure that they remember what the day was or is or whatever. And almost always that deals with, create, for me, creating the food. So I, I'm not doing one dessert. That is, that is un-American, first of all. It's certainly unladylike. Yeah. And uh, we're, hey, we're going hard in the paint. I don't know if I'm going to make all what these today it? or not. You know, I feel like Matt DeBerry would be offended if if his in-laws tried to tell him, hey, yeah, you can only bring one dessert. I feel like he would be personally offended. And you're right, that is un-American. It is. Uh, we're going to fight over stuffing or dressing, but you're, you're, we're only going with two desserts? Like, is this communist eat, China? Are we in Cuba right now? Eat the damn food. Just eat it. Are, we in, Teher- are we in Tehran? Or is this, you know, come on. We're out here. These, no, these man. Cook- we're in America, and these, we should eat more than one damn dessert. These cookies are good. This pecan pie is awesome. Yes, I will have more. Uh, I will have more desserts because I can't eat this combination of congealed salad, pineapple casserole, and carrot casserole. What are we eating carrot casserole for? There is no situation where that is acceptable. Here's what I mean, the dog- Here's what the dog post user said on on the menu. One one says three bean casserole. Period. I had that so many times over the years. Comma. I will not let it into my house. <laughs> I will nope. not let it in. I can see some of these dog post subscribers just seeing someone at the door and just going, "Hell no, man! Turn around. You're not coming today." Well, one subscriber said, "I wouldn't go." And someone's talking about well, sweet tea and all this. Now, I don't like tea or sweet tea. It's not for me. I'm a real Atlantan, uh, AT alien, whatever you want to call it. I drink Diet Coke, Coke, Diet Coke, stuff like that. But you can't sort of do tea either, man. You got to do it right or it's not going to be, you know, people aren't going to consume it. 
And that's what we are in the business of that is having people consume our product. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Please subscribe. Uh, please don't forward this to our in-laws, my in-laws, I guess. But they know, hey, listen, they know the deal. They know that this is about competition every day. We got to have multiple desserts. I'm not against Back apple pie. Pete. Yeah, I'm not against apple pie. I like apple pie. I like fried apple pie. Okay, with ice cream on top. I can't, I can't eat all that, though. But, I, Dylan, you'll be happy to know that I didn't eat that much for lunch today on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. I'm going to try to chill out as I make these desserts. We're just going to have to see how it goes. Hey, nah, man, don't chill out. It's Thanksgiving. Go all out. Don't chill out. Go all out. Tech and Georgia Saturday. Go to Dog Post after that. We're going to have some specials on the site on Saturday, well, on Sunday and Monday. Uh, please go to dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. $2 for two months. Recruiting's about to heat up. Go subscribe to every... Look, I'm telling you all to do too much stuff. Go have a happy Thanksgiving.